Welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and I have my entire team here today. I want to introduce them to you. And uh, what we're going to be talking about on today's show is uh, legacy planning and also what you want your legacy to be. So they are a big part of my legacy, and I couldn't do what I do without them. So um, the, the people and the faces and the personalities behind everything that I do and why I'm able to do this. And we have a couple people that aren't here today either, but uh, I just wanted to give you a quick introduction to each one. And we're going to be doing a little celebration to because um, our new studio should be ready next week when we actually start to film. So um, again, without further ado, um, I have my general manager here. This is Miss Jennifer Miller, and she has been with me forever. And she just had her eight-year anniversary with us, and we couldn't be more ecstatic about having her as a part of our team. We also have Katie, Miss Katie Steck, and she is actually our case manager, and she's actually the person that's with me in every meeting that I work with on our clients. Um, and uh, she's kind of that glue that keeps it all together for people in their communication. I also want to introduce Mr. Stephen Keim, and Stephen is our office manager here, and he also is a liaison and part of the planning with Katie, and um, it helps a big part of our team process happen here and it's a great success. I also now want to introduce Miss Rachel, Rachel Sherbaum, and uh, she is a big part of our executive team, the executive uh, administrative assistant to our general manager, which is Jennifer, and she is a big part of how our production actually happens here in the studio. Uh, and then we have now Mr. Paul, and you're going to have to pronounce your last name because uh, I will Nezovich. butcher it. Nezovich. <laughs> okay. So um, Paul has actually been with us. He's our junior executive assistant, and he is learning how to do the planning process and, and doing some of the pieces alongside with Stephen and also with Katie. So we're really happy to have him part of our team. And then also this big guy back here. <laughs> this is Trevor Sherbaum, and he is actually our intern for the summer, and we couldn't be more ecstatic to have him as a part of the team just to see how the financial services industry and the way we do it and our truth-telling that we talk about, um, why it's so important to uh, actually be aligned with a great team that can actually help mentor you in this industry. It's not the easiest industry to be successful in, so we want to make sure every person that uh, we have the privilege to work with as well has, has the best success in their future. So thank you, everyone for everything that you do to help me do what I want to do and all my crazy ideas all the time and, and uh, my, my uh, crazy you know uh, expectations all the time. But uh, we couldn't do it without them. And I want to say thank you. I want to cheers to them. And they are the big part of my legacy going forward in the future. And they're going to be doing uh, this long after I'm gone. So. Um, uh, what Jennifer always tells me is that I cannot retire until she retires. So she describes me as being this little old lady about 88 years of age sitting at my conference room table and still doing podcasts and also casework. So um, I hope that that's the case. I hope I have that longevity. I, I'm, I'm working towards it and, and we want to have everybody have the longevity and the peace of mind and the goals that they want to accomplish too. So they're going to be doing this for generations to come after I'm gone, that that's a big part of my legacy and, and, and I'm so glad they want to be a part of it too. So with that, Cheers, Copia team. Cheers. Thank you for all you do. And can't wait to start filming in Sweet 250. We'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and you're listening to our show, Ways to Love Your Money. I wanted to ask you this question. Have you read my book, Wealth by Design, yet? Um, if you have not, you know, what are you waiting for? Uh, do you want more education on how to design the wealth that you really want to accomplish, um, uh, then be one of the first 10 callers now at 619-640-2622 for your complimentary copy. And again, that's 619-640-2622. 
Welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and today we want to kind of talk about a story that's it's all about a legacy. And when we were young, when we grew up, we thought about all these things that our parents were telling us. And one of those things would be, what do you want to be when you grow up? Or what kind of a legacy do you want to create, not only for yourself, but then we get to that point of adulthood, and what do we want that legacy to be once we're no longer here, and how do we want to be remembered? I think these are things that we need to consider and think about, because each and every day you're working extremely hard to build the life that you want, the dreams that you desire, and accomplish things that you never thought you could do before. But how do we pass that down next to the to the next generation? How do we do those things? How do we how do we basically set a great example of the time that we are so fortunate to have here on this planet? So let's think about it. You know, when I was a little girl, one of the things that I wanted to be is I wanted to be a nurse. And I thought I was going to become a nurse when I was young because I just wanted to help people. I wanted to help people in a way that uh, was really for their true core uh, well-being and how do I take care of those people. And I really thought that this was going to be something that I wanted to do. Um, along the way, you know, there was different things and I had my parents telling me, well, gosh, you could do anything you want to do. You can even be the president of the United States. Well, those are always intriguing things and politics was something that was on my mind at one point. But, you know, since I've seen a lot of things in my adult years, it's not necessarily something I necessarily want to get involved in and do anymore. But with that, what kind of a legacy do I want to leave? And um, you know, today we're introducing our team. Uh, they're an incre incredible, amazing group of people that help me do what I do today, uh, but each and every day, and, and then actually get this communication and this education out to you. So think about this. When we're thinking about legacy, what do we want to teach the next generation? Or maybe even our grandchildren in their, in their generation. What do we want to take from what, what has worked for us in our life? And you know, even though each and every day there's more innovation and things that are becoming, uh, let's say, more uh, exciting when it comes to um, our phones, our computers, our, the way that we communicate to people. But how can we actually take what you know, wisdom we've gotten over our years and be able to develop and tr change that for the next generation to come or the up and coming generations that are already just right behind our footsteps. Well, one of the first things that we need to think about too is how do we protect our legacy, which is really our estate, everything we've worked so hard for. It might be looking at beneficiaries. It might be looking at what kind of a, uh, a lesson do we want to give to uh, uh, the knowledge of how we want things taken care of. So if it's an estate plan that you haven't done, maybe that's something you need to consider doing. Um, if you haven't looked at all your beneficiaries from all of your accounts or life insurance or, or 401k or uh, retirement plans at work, well maybe now's the time for you to have that call to action to actually start to go to look you know, at those things to make sure that they are aligned the way that you want them to. Uh, there's a class that we teach and we do talk about this quite a bit because uh, there's a, something called the Kennedy case. And the Kennedy case, years ago, it's not the Kennedy family that everyone knows, it's not Camelot, but the interesting thing about this, the Kennedy case was a nine to zero Supreme Court decision. And this is because baby boomers are retiring in record numbers each and every day, each and every year. And there was a situation that came up. And so what do we think this situation is? So you can actually, you know, look up this case, you know, the Supreme Court ruling of nine to zero for the Kennedy family. Um, and I'll just kind of give you a snapshot of it. So, so this story was that there was a husband and wife that got married young and they had a child and the wife unfortunately died at a very young age. Well, the husband decided to remarry 
was in a long marriage for over 30 years. And then all of a sudden, it became a very difficult situation and they divorced. So this happens to a lot of people out there, but we don't think about things, especially if we have, you know, certain documents that we've put into effect that, that should be able to kind of, you know, supersede any kind of decisions that we made in the past. Well, what ended up happening is that this gentleman, he passed away unexpectedly, but he had done something before he had passed away. He had created something called a living trust and estate plan, and he wanted his daughter, you know, his one daughter that he loved and adored to get everything that he had worked so hard for. Now he had been divorced and now he wanted his daughter to know all these things so she had a copy of the living trust and uh, when her father passed she went to his employer so when she went to his employer she said well I need to fill out all the documentation all the paperwork so that I could become the beneficiary of my father's retirement account his life insurance everything else and and then there was a knock on the door and what do you think that knock on the door was well the knock on the door was the ex-wife and she said well hold up she goes, I have all the beneficiary information here, and I'm the beneficiary. So as you can imagine, this went all the way to the Supreme Court. And the reason it did go to the Supreme Court is because they knew that baby boomers were retiring every day at record numbers of over 10,000 baby boomers per day. And they felt that this was going to be a situation that was going to come up again in the future. Well, why do you think it went to the Supreme Court? Do you think this unanimous decision was in the favor of the daughter or the ex-wife? Most people would think, well, gosh, if there's a living trust, it should have gone to the daughter. Well, beneficiaries follow the beneficiary form. And even though dad in this situation, Mr. Kennedy, he had thought he had figured it all out by having this living trust say, oh, my retirement account goes to my daughter. Oh, my home goes to my daughter. Oh, my life insurance at work goes to my daughter. Well, guess what? He didn't change the beneficiary forms that were at work, that he had been working for this company for many, many years, decades, and it goes to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in the decision favor of the ex-wife because the beneficiary forms were never changed. So if you're thinking that this could be even a possibility that that might even touch upon you, um, it might even be just that a spouse has died or a beneficiary has died or maybe your beneficiary was your children when you were younger or it could have been a sister or a brother, which I know I had that over the years too. But if you don't change the beneficiary forms, the beneficiary form follows the beneficiary for that account. So make sure when you're doing your estate plan, you're working with a great attorney that can actually help you. And you're making sure that not only did your estate plan get done, but that all your forms are being changed to follow the language that you wanted to, to have in your estate plan too. Don't leave it up to uh, the Supreme Court justice. Don't leave it to the government. Don't leave it to your employer to make those changes for you. So if this sounds like you, this is something we probably should talk about. And if you need help going in that right direction, you know, feel free to reach out to us. You know, you can either send us a question because we always want to hear about these things to questions at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, or you're welcome to call the office and we'll help you out and get you in the right direction. 619-640-2622. We're going to pause right now and I'm going to come back with a, with a story of a family that uh, really worked on their estate plan. And, uh, you know, I had the privilege and the blessing to work with them for many, many years. But it was kind of like, what was that legacy all about? What was that family story all about? And I think that that'll be something great for you to listen to and also possibly something to relate to as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Hi, everyone. You're still listening to Elizabeth Dawson with the show Ways to Love Your Money. I have a quote that I want to read to you because I think it's actually perfect for today's show. And it's, um, the legacy of heroes is the memory of a great name and the inheritance of a great example. And this quote was by Benjamin Disraeli. And I thought it was just a powerful message to kind of talk about since this all has to do with legacy and also estate planning and things of that nature. And how do we really want to make sure that we're making an impact? I want to talk to you about a family that I was so privileged over my course of my career to work with. And, and uh, I'm going to change the names to Bob and Sally just because I can't give you the real names, okay? Uh, but uh, Bob and Sally, wonderful, wonderful people. And years ago, they were introduced to me by their daughter who who is a nurse at um, a local hospital here. And um, so this is a fairly large family. But when we started working together, um, basically in the early 2000s, I believe it was 02, uh, they were coming to me kind of, uh, you know, just out of, you know, not knowing what to do and how to get things started. But they had a, they had a modest estate uh, with a lot of real estate in it. And uh, it was worth about a million dollars at that time. And so from 02 to today, or literally earlier this year, um, we had grown that estate up to probably about 12, 13 million dollars. Uh, but it's not about all that because uh, it's wonderful to grow things, but it's kind of what, what do you want that legacy to be? So with Bob and Sally, they, they kind of adopted me as, as their fifth daughter. They have four daughters and I uh, just love and adore them. Um, well, Sally, um, she was uh, she was diagnosed with cancer several years ago and passed away about six years ago, and um, it was very difficult. But whenever I would actually introduce this couple to people, as uh, we might have been at an event together or dinner or something, I would say these are two of my most favorite people on the planet, and uh, they still are today, but they're just not with us today. Uh, but it was really a privilege to work with Bob and Sally. And when uh, Sally passed about six years ago, Bob and I became very, very close and um, even closer than before because he would always want me to re-explain things and talk to him about different situations. But um, I, I would call him now my forever boyfriend because he would come and we would have lunch together probably once a week for quite some time. And then it went to once every two weeks. And then as things slowed down, we would go and visit him and have lunch and just have our conversations. and. Uh, to me, it was more about a relationship. Uh, but early on in our in our work together in the early 2000s, a lot of it had to do with you know real estate in their world. And in real estate with their world, it was about they were managing it themselves. They didn't want a property manager. They didn't want to do all these different things. And what they were doing is they were purchasing real estate and then going and living in one of the homes that they hadn't lived in for quite some time to basically exclude um, the taxation of selling something after they had had it as a rental property. But each and every month, it was really the struggle, but then also creating the legacy that they wanted to pass down to their children. And by passing down this legacy, it's all this real estate plus other things that were created as well. So um, we needed to create income because if they were gonna sell a rental property, how could they get that good consistent income? And for a long time, Sally was always chasing checks and it, was, it wasn't always the easiest thing, but she loved it, but she started to slow down and she needed to start giving it to one of the children to manage. Uh, so real estate's been in a big part of this, uh, this family for, for quite some time, but now it was uh, a conversation, like how do we create that income and how do we sell something that we don't necessarily wanna stay in and then relocate to another property? And I know this from, uh, from experience, quite a few of my clients that do love real estate over the years, they will go and hop into different homes and don't necessarily stick in the same home. Uh, but then taxes kind of become a problem at sometimes too because maybe their profitability had gone up. Well, 
the inconsistency sometimes of the rental income was really starting to bother them. And so one of the strategies that we created was, okay, we knew that they were moving into one of their homes. We knew we were going to have a really great positive return after living in it for an additional two years out of the five years to be able to negate the, the taxation on, on the capital gains and also the recapture of depreciation. So um, living in that house for more than two years, they were able to then go ahead and sell it. Well, the question was, what do they do with this money now? They lost rental income from this property from two years before. And I said, well, what if we turn that money into income now that's guaranteed each and every month for the rest of your life to come in, be consistent, and be protected, and then also, you know, never lose that rental income to come. So the story is kind of interesting. So we, so we created basically virtually what we call a private pension and we created income income streams with a couple different buckets of money and so that those dollars coming in were really important to them and it kept the consistency of cash flow well when sally finally passed um, and she was a great fighter uh, and loved and adored her when she passed that income still needed to continue to come in and so for bob our favorite conversations over lunch or whatever it might have been was well when do i get a pay raise well, that was probably the funnest part of the journey because every time we were creating different strategies or different buckets of money to create those pay raises, it was just for him to either enjoy his children more or his grandchildren or go out there and buy certain things that were in his favorite hobby. And uh, it's not that he needed the money. He had more money when, when we started working together and creating these income and financial tools than when he actually retired and had a pension in his social security as well. So. Um, he, he, he definitely retired on, on a higher pay raise than income was coming in when he actually first retired from working. So it was an amazing you know, journey and these might be things that sound uh, uh, like they might connect to you but I think that's part of the problem is that we don't necessarily know where all of our income pieces are going to come from but we also want to work very hard for that legacy to pass down to our children and to the next generations to come which are those grandbabies. Uh, so so uh, along this journey um, with Bob, you know, earlier this year, you know, he had been in he had been in assisted living for a few years, and uh, even so, we'd still bring him his favorite salad from Nordstrom, and he loved it, and it was the highlight of his day, and he loved his chocolates. But we we had the privilege of actually being with him the day that he passed as well, and it was quite an emotional journey. Um, I feel like it was a gift. Uh, but again, along along those lines, then we were able to work with the family and do everything that was promised to the family, and uh, all their wishes were met. So it's never easy going through it, but if you have it designed right, it works right. So these might be stories that might resonate with you or sound like somebody else. Um, we don't like it when anyone passes away, but I'll tell you what. Uh, it's an honor and a privilege to work with each and every person I get to work with every single day, every single year, and they become family. We become part of their family, they become part of ours. And uh, that's what, you know, true financial advising and coaching and friendships and relationships should be all about. So if these are stories that you want to have resonate with you and not the Kennedy case that we talked about before, if you want everything to work in place the way you want it to, maybe now's the time for you to seek out some help and some advice and some attention. And again, remember that quote from Benjamin, every legacy you want to be remembered by something. What might that be? And it might not be national or international fame, but it might be just what do you want that legacy to be to your children and your grandchildren and your future great-grandchildren to come? What do you want that legacy to be? What kind of example do you want to leave and let, uh, 
you know, be, be the, what you really stood for in life and um, enjoy it. And if you really are looking for a pay raise today and a pay raise tomorrow and the pay raise, you know, next year or the years to come, if it gives you peace of mind knowing that no matter what you do, you won't run out of money. That's a key component to what we're talking about here. We want to make sure you can get your pay raises and continue to get them and still leave a legacy behind if that's your wish. But you do, if you don't plan it, the state of California and the federal government have a plan for you. And I'm sure it's not the one that you wanted. So again, thanks for tuning in today. Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson. It's been a pleasure to have you today. information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.